Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. What song do you want to hear, Dan? Beer! 1500 ESPN's Beer Show is on the air. Presented in part by Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits, Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores, and Red Cow and Red Rabbit. Now, alongside Mike Fratelloni, here's Chris Reavers. An action-packed episode of the Beer Show here on 1500 ESPN online. You can always find us at 1500ESPN.com. We are also available on Podcast One. My name is Chris Reavers. By my side is Mike Fratelloni with Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores. Hello, sir. How you doing? Good. And we, uh, we're we going to start out with our friends from Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits for this week's edition of the Weekly Beer Run. Tom is here representing Elevated. And by the way, folks, Elevated has... The best uh, bottle shops in the Twin Cities at uh, Hiawatha and 42nd and South Minneapolis, White Bear Lake, Highway 61 and 4th Street. What's you got up, that Tom? Me- you got that memorized. I kind of do. You just go to your yeah. go to your deep uh, brain space and pull out those addresses. <laughs> and it's a shame when I just say elevated into my navigation, my vehicle knows exactly where to go. Yeah, it doesn't just say, auto? would you like to go home? Right. It says, would you like no, to go to elevated? No, it really... Oh, that's the future of automated... Driving, Man, just go f- to elevated. My personal future looks bleak. Oh, no, if kidding. you could just pay for oh. those automated cars, you're like, I want a hundred more people in my parking lot, and it just drags them. Well, there. and you theoretically, I mean, you theoretically, could just be having beers while your car drives you around. Yeah, I mean, theoretically, ha- you can do that now. <laughs> don't, no, though, no, don't. no, we don't advocate for that. Um, so this week's edition uh, brings a for, uh, a friend back into the mix here. <clears throat> I'm lucky enough to. I've, I feel like I've introduced a couple of. Beer of the month. I'm just falling on the first, and uh, we got a, a star-studded guest crew here, Brian and Alon from Insight. We have Insight twelve packs, of the beer of the month that elevated, just absolutely as new as you can get. The twelve packs, uh, twelve pack, twelve ounce from Insight. You've seen us with the uh, four packs, but now you can get uh, eight more, and more is better. Right? Hey. Eight more, but smaller cans, right? Awesome. But smaller, okay. Well, I we'll guess get the into trend that. is going to small cans. People like that, I guess. Atta boy, Michael. Okay, I knew you'd welcome. work that <laughs> okay, in. Thank you. Uh, Brian and Alon, welcome back to the Beer Show. Appreciate both you guys. Oh, thanks, Chris. All right, so uh, is being in a 12-pack now, is this the next wave? Because before it was everyone switching to cans, and now is this is is the 12-pack the, the from the craft beer scent, is this kind of the next wave of, of, of popularity in the craft beer world? Yes, I mean, as we grow, as we grow, you know, within the industry, we got to keep up with our competition. Sure. And um, obviously, the big guys have many package configurations, and it, it gets into price points and things like that. So we want to make our step into it um, with two brands: uh, Trollway uh, IPA and our Royal Nuisance um, Unfiltered German Lager. So two different price points on those, but two fantastic beers. Um, that's what we launched with. Um, but we'll definitely see some more volume from this um, because it's you know you're getting like you said four more beers in the in the package. So uh, the barbecue pack 
Yeah. Well, and Grab one of the them. things that I, I I find myself just as a just as a personal consumer when I'm looking around and when I'm at Elevated or whatever, I I I, I want the varietal pack that I can share. You know, so mm-hmm. that's it's just an easy grab and go situation. Yeah, but you, when you when you have a beer you like, I don't want to buy my beers four at a time. The sure. beers that I like, I want to buy more than that. Right. Okay. So Brian, when you're building this case, and, and you're you're a craft premium brewer, do you have to? Think about even the cost of the cans printing. I mean, do you go all the way? Because Absolutely. any any extra thing you spend raises the price of that case. Yes. You need to keep it cheap. How do you do that? Yes. Um, Alon just sitting next to me and be speaking here shortly and he can jump in any time. It, it, uh, <laughs> That's a signal, He, he has yeah. done uh, an immense amount of research, uh, you know, from packaging to, um, you know, the cardboard trays to, you know, the glue on the machine. You know, we had to purchase a whole new machine for this, mm-hmm. you know, so... Elon can add more details on that. Yeah, so we we knew that we wanted to go into 12-packs for a little while now, but there's obviously the economics of how do you make them successful. Mm-hmm. Uh, the goal, of course, is to make it a better deal for the consumer. You get to go out, you get 12 beers. Uh, it's more volume. Like you said, Mike, uh, this, is, it, this is what people like to do. When you find a beer that you like, you buy a 12-pack. Mm-hmm. So... Um, you know, we know the cost of the can, cost of the lid, cost of the cardboard, cost of the shipping. Uh, you have to factor everything in, and then you have to figure out what's your competition doing, and how do you compete? How do you work against that? So, um, at the end of the day, we're not aiming to be the highest priced, but we're also not aiming to be the lowest priced. Um, when it comes to 12-pack configurations, if we try to be the lowest, uh, we'll lose that battle pretty quickly. There's yeah. a lot of larger breweries that can sell a lot cheaper than we can, and we're not... You know, we, we make quality beer where people are people are going to be excited about still getting a deal on this stuff. Um, and there's something kind of special about a 12-ounce can. You can drink it so much quicker than 16. Yes, you can. Mm-hmm. Uh, Inside Brewing <laughs> is the guest here on the Beer Show, courtesy of Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits. Two tastings this weekend, per usual, this Friday from 5 to 7 in the Minneapolis location, and this Saturday from 3 to 5 up at the White Bear Lake location. A lot of people that are listening to this right now m- might have heard about you guys or may have, may have seen your brand, but walk the listener through the history of Inside Brewing. All right, so uh, we opened up in late 2014, uh, I think we and were then doubled like three months later and then doubled like two months after that and then doubled again and then doubled. You know what they did? And then they doubled. I just wanted to tell that history real, real quick because they just keep doubling. Gotcha. And, and I wear a hat now because I don't have any hair left. <laughs> okay. So uh, it's it's been a, a dynamic few years that we've been open. It's hard to actually believe it's three and a half years. That's yeah. it. You were oh. on the show when you were getting ready to open. Right? I, I remember. Yeah. And it's it's been uh, it's been a joy to be here. I appreciate you having us back. Uh, we'll keep coming, by the way. Of so, course. Yeah. Um, but it's been fun. So we started late 2014, and the idea for Insight uh, came from this, uh, well, it came back in 2007 where I had just heard about this thing called craft beer, mm-hmm. and I was in college at the time studying classical music, and what happened is I traveled to Denmark to visit some family uh, with a top 50 beer list in the world sheet, uh, and I walked into a bottle shop, and it turned out to be a very good one. And I asked for the highest rated Danish beer, uh, but they didn't have it. But they did have number one, which was brewed by Belgian monks. And for the beer that I was used to drinking at this time, to this beer, was such a such a jump that it was this epiphany moment where the sun came out, birds started chirping, and uh, life was good. So this this was the beginning of insight, actually, from this moment, was needing to learn about the world of beer. So I ended up applying for a fellowship that would pay for 
uh, travel around the world uh, post-graduation through IBM and reached out to breweries and farms and festivals, put together this trip, wrote all the essays, became a finalist, and lost. And uh, that was a good, solid bummer for about an hour or so. You until, know why you lost, right? Because someone's like, there's not a GD chance I'm going to send some guy <laughs> to go drink beer across America when I'm sitting in this cubicle for 50 hours a week. Better question. I want to know the story about the guy that won. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, absolutely that's why I lost. Uh, and the guy that won went to go study uh, video game culture that uh, that year, which was... Are you joking? Are you uh, serious? I'm not joking at all. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Um, I have, you know, video games are fine. I, I like video games. We I, all do, right? Yeah. yeah. But beer is so much cooler. Oh, I agree. Yeah. I totally agree. So a little bit of a bummer. Uh, ended up going anyways, contacted all the breweries and asked if I could work uh, a little harder for a place to stay and a meal. Luckily they said yes. So, uh, went with significantly less money, um, and just made it work for a year. Um, you know, eating, eating old, you know, spaghetti for, for as many meals as you can and, Trying to get out there and Just learn about the world by. of beer. Right. So I got to work in uh, England, Japan, Denmark, Belgium, and France for 2010, 2011, uh, making beer. So walk us now through uh, the portfolio of beers that you guys either have on tap at the brewery, just you know, just a mile or so away, however far away you guys are from here, and kind of year-round what you guys uh, feature at Insight Brewing. Yeah, so well, with year-rounds, what we try to do is we try to have a good selection there, and we try to represent um, a variety of beers that people can get excited about. So we've got... Um, we're skewed a little bit towards IPAs because that's a big part of this market and, and we think we do them really well. Happy national IPA day. By uh, we got a, a vents and casks at the brewery today. <laughs> so it's, 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 a uh, it's fun to walk away from the tap room right now with it packed and come to talk about beer. It's pretty fun. Do you notice a difference on a day like today? We do. Oh, oh yeah. I suppose. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. When we have special events like this, uh, you'd be surprised what people come out to the tap room for, but, sure. but National IPA Day, that's that's a good one. Okay, so that's that's at the tap. And what about what about year round or about seasonal right yeah, now? Yeah, um, we go a little bit more adventurous with our seasonals. Uh, that's a way for us is is kind of like a trial period where we get to find out are people really excited about this. Um, so we have two seasonals going right now. We're actually at the tail end of them. Uh, crazy Aunt and Rowdy Uncle. Don't crazy- say that. Don't say that. Don't say that. Don't. <laughs> yeah, say that. we. Uh, you know. It's, it's, these are, cool. I already had a tirade that there's an NFL game tonight about 20 minutes I ago. I can't believe that we're already talking about fall beers. Yeah. Well, even though I love fall beers, but it's, yeah, it just is what yeah, it is. You know, there's a, there's a good place for fall beers and everyone always comes out early with fall beers. Right. You just got to remind yourself that it's not fall yet. Yeah. We got time. We got time. It's going right. to be 90 degrees tomorrow. So maybe this is a question for Brian. Um, but you know, you mentioned that your your growth. You you guys really had a, a gigantic leap uh, in your first couple of years of being, and you guys are in a great location. I'm I'm interested to know a little bit more about kind of the dynamic of the marketplace now. You know, mm-hmm. as we approach the tail end of 2018, as it relates to how maybe it compares with with, with 2014 when you guys first came on the scene. How was the Twin Cities market different now than it was back then? Uh, it's, it's quite a bit different. I, and I, I keep it, seeing it and I'm in here every it, week talking to people. Yeah. And, and we obviously used to speak when I was with my former company and sure. it was a different, different animal, but it's still the same thing. It's beer and we're competing against more breweries now. Um, more people, um, off premise, which is our liquor stores. Um, that's, that scene hasn't changed, um, a whole lot besides space. They're just a liquor store only has so much space and it's hard to get in that spot. Sure. You know, um, we're competing with, Seltzer waters that are, you know, have alcohol in them now. White different, claw. Yeah, different things like that. You know, so the category across the, the, the beverage category has just grown immensely. And Tom mm. could attest to that, owning a liquor store. 
On-premise is a whole different game because now the new breweries that are opening, they can throw out one or two kegs down the road to a local bar, self-distribute it, and that just took up a new tap handle. Mm-hmm. And that could have been our tap handle. So, And that's that's the same for everyone in the business. Uh, it's not just us fighting that battle. It's everyone. So well, it's the same mission across the board. Because earlier today, John Hyde had a news story uh, during Garage Logic and I believe it was Sam Adams in the and not the decline, but they had a, like a fourteen percent dip. And I thought, Correct. my God, that's that's hard to believe considering the fact that business as a whole is booming right now. So Sam Adams, you know, Boston Logger, yes, took a dip. The company had growth though because of their seltzer waters. So they make truly it's a seltzer water, mm-hmm. and that's part of their portfolio. So that their company actually grew. But the beer, the beer side of it did not. So are you cutting your nose to spite your face? Is that the right it's, phrase? It's like that former company I used to work for. Okay. You find uh, you find what is working, and you go with it and make a home run with it. Yeah, I just, I just read an article about that today, how people are saying, we need to invent the next thing. Mm-hmm. And I was at a wedding not that long ago, and White Claw was being served, and I made that joke. I mean... Everyone who was 26 was drinking White Claw, and I thought, wow, that is a lot. Of, are you selling a lot of that, Tom? Well, and Alon just mentioned briefly the, the summer seasonals that they have with Crazy Aunt and uh, Rowdy Uncle. I mean, these beers are gin and tonic and Moscow Mule Flavor. beers. Yeah, sure, okay, I mean, yeah. they, they, they still have a, a beer element, so you know I can taste the beer in there, but you know it's very much uh, a flavor profile that you're not used to mm-hmm. with beer. And so they're kind of getting outside of the box. I mean, they have great IPAs, they have lagers, they have, you know, saison uh, that's great. Um, so they have they cover their bases for the beer heads, but then trying some different stuff for to kind of get those different uh, flavor profiles is kind of fun and interesting. And I mean, Crazy Aunt was crazy. I mean, it was it was a hit. Yeah, hence uh, the name. Yeah, hence you the know, name, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, and and and. Just you know, kind of blew our hair back a little bit. To so when when you thing. get crazy aunt at your liquor stores, right, and it's busy time, do you turn to Alan and say, I, I, "Get that more. I need I, more of that." I, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I I don't care if you think it's a seasonal. It's crazy selling. Get it back in here as fast as you can. Yeah, and, we produced this year. We we um, we learned our kind of our lessons last year because mm-hmm. it was we couldn't make it fast enough last year. Really, and with us coming out with a second variant on our cocktail beers with Rowdy Uncle being a Moscow Mule beer, we got production dialed in, and we were able to get our wholesaler what they needed up front, and. In May, we had our largest May we've ever had. Okay, so a large month because Moscow Mule and Crazy On. But why are you stopping? Why are you keeping those seasonal? Um, because it's called twenty below zero. Jesus, you want a light to shine on them, Detective? Well, yeah. no, but I'm saying I mean, <laughs> if you have something that's running well, gotcha. you ride that no. thing till you it ride breaks. It out, right. But you have to be smart in Minnesota. Okay, uh, Minnesota is it's called twenty below zero. Yeah, and people start going to stouts and going to you know. Those darker beers, you know, brown ales, things like that. Mm-hmm. It's just the natural, natural way of the beer world. There's um, another brand over across the river from us in Wisconsin that um, sells, you know, vast majority of their uh, volume is going to come from Shandy's. Mm-hmm. And they're selling majority of that then in summer. Sure. So why would they shut anything off? You know, th- there's something unique because we sell to humans. Uh, and sometimes when you can't get something certain part of the year it makes you look forward to it even more when it comes back and there's something special about that and we do think that with crazy aunt and rowdy uncle they just fit summer so well 
And every time I talk to somebody who says, boy, it just works so well when it's 90 degrees out. Right. Uh, we're like, that's why we do this. Mm -hmm. That's why we keep it during the warm months because it tastes so good at that experience. Makes sense. I, I'm thinking I'm going back to the White Claw drinker. Are they stopping their White Claw drinking in December? Yeah. And Tom says a little bit. Yeah. And I, but I'm a gin and tonic drinker. I drink gin and tonics all year round. I don't have a time period for that. And Moscow Mules and, and Jameson on the rocks. And <laughs> Any other brands like, you want to yeah. throw out there? Uh, just a black, just black label. I just I'm, drink known to yeah, me. Right, I know. Right. I was just uh, letting everybody know I drink a lot. So, but. All right. So uh, if people are hearing about you guys, maybe for the first time, I don't know how that's possible, but uh, if they want to find out more information about Insight Brewing and where they can locate your stuff, uh, where can they find that information, boys? I think we put the address on the can. You could just pick some up and figure out where we are. Awesome. <laughs> insightbrewing.com insightbrewing.com uh, well congratulations on, on, on another fantastic year you guys are absolutely killing it right now and obviously everybody that listens to this show or has had your product speaks nothing but highly of your guys' stuff ah, we appreciate you having Thank us you. back you got it and uh, you can taste Insight Brewing at Elevated at both locations this Friday from 5 to 7 in South Minneapolis and this Saturday from 3 to 5 p.m. in White Bear Lake. They are the beer of the month. And, folks, this is your chance to try fantastic craft beer, local craft beer, for free. Yeah, we got the beer of the month thing going. So you're going to see uh, Trollway 12-packs and Royal Nuisance 12-packs for $13 and $12.99, respectively. Uh, when everybody else gets that after us, because we're on we're on the pulse, uh, you're going to be paying fifteen, sixteen, seventeen bucks at different at other stores for this stuff. So it's a great price, and uh, it's just a, a great fun to be able to launch this with Elon and and kind of take that next step with their brewery into this higher volume game. And and so we'll have the tastings. You can pick your favorite as always and then get a great deal awesome thanks buddy thank you we'll talk to you again next week that's going to do it for this week's edition of the weekly beer run and as always you can find out more information online at the beer show page at 1500espn.com we'll be right back this is the beer show on 1500espn how to like beer you're tuned in to the beer show taste your beer Letting it wash over each section of your tongue. On 1500 ESPN. Welcome back to the Beer Show here on 1500 ESPN. Reavers, Fratelloni, Manny Hill over there. And our buddy Chris from Chamonix Golf Course is here in studio with us. Chris, welcome back to the show. How are you, man? Hey, I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. And one of the cool things that uh, we love, the partnership that we have with you guys, is you guys do a, such a triple. Well, first of all, you have a beautiful golf course. But number two, oh, thank you. you guys do a, a really good job of having a lot of great craft beer accessible and ready for golfers at your course we sure do i mean right now honestly we are i'm not sure the exact number but we're pushing 100 last time You're i counted we were at 92 but i know i've bought about a few more since what a then, bunch so. of soaks yep. that drink <laughs> golf at your course uh we're doing well we're doing well <laughs> that's awesome and one of them is Liftbridge brewery who uh which is uh, one of our favorites here in the beer show and uh even though uh, we don't like him that much it's, it's that <laughs> thank you um i was so i i, I was mentioning is it, this is you guys right here yep that's uh, our mini donut cream soda. Just just hit the shelves uh, this week, last week. Is and this it, it's just a soda? Soda, it's not it's beer. Soda. Yeah. 
Is is this going to be? Is this just a state fair thing? Nope, I didn't get the dope round. on this nope, year round. That's fantastic. Yeah, we just just hit the market. So wow, that's it's a- extremely good. I mean, the, Thank you. the the aroma's good, the flavor's good, and it's a soda, right? You, so you can drink it, and, and that's really still, cool. Yeah, I was trying to um, a little behind the scenes. Reavers can't drink during the show, right? People right. know that. Yep. You, you're running this thing, so you can't drink. And I tried to give you some, and you're like, no, 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 I can't, I can't do that. I'm like, oh my god, just take a sip of it, a soda. He's like, whatever. He didn't believe. Me. I didn't believe you. <laughs> but then eventually you did, and you're like, wow, that's it's absolutely delicious. I don't trust you, hooligans. Yes. Yeah. No, <laughs> I, don't, I don't blame you. Very well done. That's, well, thank you. That's really cool. Um, okay, let's shift back to Chamonix Golf Course. You mentioned a tournament uh, that's coming up. Yeah, I just wanted to mention, you know, we have a we have a lot of tournaments coming up, but uh, one I wanted to mention is next Saturday. So not this Saturday, but the following one. What would that be? The uh, 11th? 11th. Yeah, the 11th. We have the Moundsview Hockey Tournament coming up. Uh, it's a lot of fun, and you know they asked me to to see if I could get a few more golfers for them. So I thought I'd mention it tonight on nice. the show. Uh, we'd sure like to have some more. I think they have a hundred now, but they want one hundred twenty eight. So if we had a few more groups, it'd be great. Cool, a lot of fun. They uh, they they have a good time out on the golf course, and uh, a lot of contests and and a lot of prizes that you can win. Hockey so. players and golf seem to kind of go hand in hand. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely <laughs> do. Yeah, it's funny to me over the years. You know, I've been running a golf course for twenty five years now. And, and hockey players make some of the best golfers. Honestly, mm-hmm. they, they, I think it's a lot of the same, you know, muscle but you know, memory. Baseball and stuff. players are rotten golfers. They are, but <laughs> hockey players always, but. no. But hockey players, it, for some reason, that swing is the is a perfect energy producer yep. for golf. Right? Oh, I completely agree. I, yeah. I mean, I've seen it over and over again. A lot of of my employees over the years are, are hockey players, mm-hmm. and and they're just naturals. You know, they they come out you know for their their first time golfing, and they're already better than me. That's it's not fair. I've been <laughs> working on it for years. Heartbreaking. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what, as you kind of get past the Fourth of July, you enter in the month of August. Do you see a decline in golf, or do you see an increase in golf because people know they have to squeeze it in before the snow flies? How does it work, typically? Yeah, well, you know, for us, uh, this is still a very busy time. I mean, like I sure. mentioned, we have a lot of tournaments coming up uh, uh, and and just a lot of open golf. We've been packed uh, a lot of days in the last two months. In fact, June was our best month ever, so June was fantastic. I think a lot of that was because Did we didn't have April ever. Yeah, wow. we, it was fantastic. Cool. And July was really good, too. I mean, I think it ended up being a, a, a top five month ever. So uh, we've been that busy. And August will still be busy, but always, always, once that fair starts, uh, the business goes down. And and we'll be down again until Labor Day weekend is decent, but of course a lot of people are trying to sneak yep. in the fair then, too. Sure. And then, you know, things will pick up again in September, uh, but not during the week. During the week in September, it's usually pretty pretty dull. Just and then, wait. And then the weekends are busy. You know why? Why? Because my man is four under right now, and he's going to come win this tournament this weekend, yeah. and then the Tiger Wood, uh, Woods effect is going to be right back into golf, and everyone's going to be dragging their 11-year-old out to say, I want you to be the next Tiger Woods. I mean, what did that oh, mean right. to you when Tiger was winning, and what did it mean to golf in general? And now he's going to be back winning. I bet. Yeah, it was huge, and that's why you know when when we see him coming back now and mm-hmm. and uh, and doing you know very well, very really. well. I mean, it, yeah. you know, people are kind of slamming him because he hasn't won. Well, oh. come on, man, he's 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 oh. doing pretty good. He's been off you know for a while, mm-hmm. and uh, you you can already see it. I mean, it's already making a difference. More people are coming out and. 
always the talk at the counter is about Tiger Woods. Yes, it's not about yeah. Jordan Spieth or, or, or many Johnson. other good, great yeah. golfers that are out there. Not it's, a lot of it's Ian Poulter chat. No, not not much. Really, <laughs> he's <laughs> worth talking about. But Dustin Johnson, the rank number one ranked golfer in the world, has no personality whatsoever. No. So no one cares about him. Exactly. No, you're exactly right. And to see Tiger Woods come back and be a top golfer again mm-hmm. would just help us out a ton. Absolutely, Absolutely. we're for it. Uh, so speaking of that, uh, you handed me something great that we can give to the listener right now. Is this is this for real? We're doing four rounds of golf at Shawnee. You got Shawnee. it. Uh, free foursome. Uh, so 651-646-8255. If you would like four rounds of golf at Chamonix Golf Course, give us a call right now. We'll, Manny will take caller number five. And uh, all you have to do, and this is good for this calendar year, right? Rounds that are good throughout this calendar yep, year. Yep, 2018. You got it. Yep. Fantastic. So give us a call right now. You'll have uh, four rounds of golf at Chamonix Golf Course, courtesy of Chris and our friends over there. Some, some people call that a foursome, Reavers. <laughs> like, if you'd like to have a foursome... At Chamonix, right. call now. To play golf. To play golf. <laughs> and drink beer. You I can drink beer. And drink <laughs> beer. So you mentioned a hundred different styles of beer. We do. At your golf course. And what's cool is, I don't know if people know this, but you actually let them take a mug out on sure the golf do. course. That's the only way to drink a good beer. In fact, it's encouraged. Yes, absolutely. Yep. And uh, and you know we are one of the few golf courses that uh, allows uh, glass bottles too. In fact, we'd encourage it. Most of our hundred beers, you know, do come in a glass bottle. And uh, uh, why not? Right. I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> if I'm going to drink a good beer, I'd, I'd rather have that than a. I don't have to pour right? it into a foam cup. Nope. I can take the glass bottle right out We'll there. take it right out of the freezer. And okay. Liftbridge is one of those beers that's featured at Chamonix Golf We course. have uh, many Liftbridge beers. In fact, Liftbridge is, uh, Joe is the sponsor of our men's club. We have 300 guys in the men's club. Joe is our sponsor, and we have our men's club championship coming up, which uh, Liftbridge will be sponsoring for us. Fantastic. Joe? Yes. Well, that's awesome, <laughs> uh, first and foremost. How many different beers you said, I'm sorry, from Liftbridge? All of them, yeah, <laughs> really, like, pretty much everything that's available. Yep, I have noticed too in 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 my various travels with baseball and whatnot that um, you, you guys took my advice last summer when I said, <laughs> "Damn it, I can't find Mango Blonde. <laughs> Change this now." <laughs> yeah, we did. I brought that back to the brewery. Um, they they were against it, but I I convinced them that you know your sell point was very good. And I mean, uh, honest <laughs> to God, I'm not saying this, Joe, because you're sitting right next to me, but you guys. Absolutely hit a home run with that beer. I I think so. I we're we're really happy with it. Um, it's done it's done wonders. Uh, it's this year we're this year we're up uh, almost three times. You know the the volume is it just keeps growing and growing and growing. We've had to add brews left and right. Where you know we we projected really high and we were still off. We we're you're you know, joking. No, we, wow. We, we 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 shot for the moon and 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 missed. So you <laughs> said you increased the moon. You increased production of that beer three times. Yeah, that this, you did the year before, year, and it still didn't. And it's meet. still we're still uh, we still could have sold a lot more. We we had some we had slight out of stock issues with our distributors. So you know there's. Um, you know, we try and keep them keep them as full as we can, but uh, the the good people of the Twin Cities and the state of Minnesota have been drinking so much. This is it. a summer seasonal, yes, and this is going to be. You won't be able to find this in a week or two. Uh, well, we we got a draft uh, package beer is gone. The hard part with package beer is you got you have to buy physical cans, sure. And when you're out of cans, you're out of cans. Um, can't you just take an empty can and just write? 
across it with <laughs> a black sharpie. Yeah, well, yeah, just put a number Painting on it. We'll figure it out tape. what it yeah, is. Bring it back to the brewery. Returnables. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it, but it's got to be a, a good feeling. But also, kind of, are, are, is it a bittersweet feeling where you know you could have still made more, or or is it a, a feeling it's, of satisfaction? It's, it, uh, very satisfied. Um, this year we had consistent product. Uh, availability for the most part throughout the summer so next year we can actually look at actual numbers this year was hard because uh because we we're looking at last year's numbers and you know we'd, we'd go two three weeks without product because we would sell it so fast yeah. and we're like oh crap so we we couldn't tell what the consistent you know buying sure. patterns were mm-hmm. so we this year we, we've we've had enough stock um, we've ran real low a couple of times we've had a couple of outages not too bad but you know so what do you think would happen if you just made that a year-round beer do you think because it ends, people go nuts for it, um, or do you think bit. you'd just sell fifty yeah. percent more if it was year round? No, I I think you know you definitely see just you know just like you know Chris saying you know you see and a Labor Day come and people's tastes change. Mm-hmm. Um, they once once that chill of fall comes in, they they want the darker beers. They don't want those light fruity patio beers anymore. They want they want a little bit more substance and um, the brown the brown ales and the stouts and the porters and those things start coming out and that's what people start to gravitate towards because it. Just has like a warming sensation. But if of. a brown ale that you make does ten percent of the of your seasonal drinkables, I mean, keep your seasonal drinkables and do twenty percent. I mean, it still might be your best beer, even though it's going to be way less than what it was. It, you know, it's I, I wouldn't. You know, I'm not the I'm not the boss sure. at the brewery. <laughs> well, I, I am. I obviously. Uh, so <laughs> as much as um, I I just. Uh, I think keeping it keeping it just summer seasonal mm. for now, anyways. I mean, it's you, I've seen I've seen breweries kind of you know um, take that you know put too much faith into one thing and then have it like teeter out at some point, oh, yeah. you know. And um, right now, it's you know next year our concern is you know we'll probably be moving it to twelve ounce cans. Um, not probably you'll see it in twelve ounce cans and uh, potentially twelve pack cans next year too. Nice um, instead of just the four pack Tall Boys. Um, because we have we'll have a new brewery coming in, and uh, you know our new packaging line is going to be all cans, and um, the that twelve ounce market is kind of what we've been just getting into with Farm Grill and Hop Dish now, and um, so Mango Blonde will follow suit come March ish. So let's let's talk about a little bit of the future ahead here, the short term future anyway, with the state fair because you guys are heavily involved in the production of is the state fair coming up. Oh my god! <laughs> I know you and me both, brother. And uh, one of the things that I know people knock themselves over is, of course, the mini donut beer. I mean, yeah. I I have a feeling that it will make another comeback at the state fair this year. But but how much focus does a beer like that at an event like that take for you guys at Liftbridge Brewery? A lot. Um, we've been working on. We uh, we've got great partners at the ballpark cafe and um we've you know honestly we started talking about this year's numbers about two weeks after the fair started ended last year because you almost Um, have to start making it you're selling that much of it not quite that we've been making it it's it's you know it's it's already been going Mm -hmm. um you know we they could have sold a lot more last year we actually when uh, did they run out uh they they Ran out on Monday on Labor Day. Yeah, at okay. about at about noon. Which the state fair doesn't want you to do, right? They want right. you to have every single thing available every day, every day, all day. And you know, they've been they've been really cool because I mean, beer is beer is a hard thing. You have to. I mean, it's weeks in the making. It's mm-hmm. not. I can't just go grab a keg, open the tap. Yeah, yeah, oh. just go make something and bring. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so they've been they've been very tolerant with you know these specialty beers. We'll sure. call them. 
Um, and you know, we, we've learned, we've learned a lot. We've, you know, it was the original beer at the fair, uh, the original specialty beer at the fair. And, mm-hmm. um, it continues to be the number one, one beer out there, uh, you know, for the specialty stuff. I'm not joking. When I say this, when people see our booth, I can't tell you how many people come up and ask me about it just because they know I'm on this station and I host the beer show. Where can I find that? I'm like, Oh my God, why are they asking me? Mm-hmm. They, it's like, it's almost like they, but that's just how people associate it. It's awesome. Yeah. Send them to the ballpark. <laughs> of course. So, uh, outside of that, we got your guys' relationship with Shaman. You guys are sponsoring the men's league and, uh, what, what can outside of mango blonde and everything else, uh, what else is going to be new and what can I find at Shaman golf course? Um, we don't really have much new coming out in cans, uh, Coming up, we'll have the, our fall seasonals. Our fireside flannel will be back. We'll make a return. That's only 12 ounce. Um, and then, you know, come September, we'll see the warden milk stout come back. Um, those are, those are all 12 ounce. So, um, hopefully, you know, we'll, we'll get some, we'll get next year. Next year, we plan to have some more seasonals, some newer seasonals next nice. year. And, uh, you know, there's, there's always the potential of doing the large format for venues and stuff like that. Um, you know, golf courses, I mean, everyone likes a pint out there, you know. It's, yep. Well, keep in mind when they when everybody else runs out of mango, I will not. I've I've stocked up. Stocking up. <laughs> he, he's going to make it a year round seasonal for yeah. us. Year round right. at Shawnee. Yeah. Uh, so, Joe, if people want to find out more information about Lift Bridge, where they can locate your beer, where they can find out more information about the mini donut beer at the Minnesota State Fair, all that's on, available online. Yep, uh, liftbridgebrewery.com, dot com, and uh, probably one of the best is just following us on Facebook. Um, Facebook dot com slash liftbridge awesome so uh, and chris uh, people want to find out more information about the men's league upcoming events things of that nature everything chamonix golf course related that's all on your website too i would assume. sure is yep at chamonix.com and that's c-h-o-m-o-n-i-x and i just wanted to mention too if they want to sign up for that uh, moundsview uh hockey golf tournament which is fantastic it's really fun uh they can uh, look that up on the web too at mvhs uh golfclassic.com so mvhs as in moundsview high school golfclassic.com. And I can as a guy that can attest to golfing with hockey guys, that's a fun way to spend an afternoon. It there's, will be fun. There's no doubt about it. And thanks again uh, for for the for the for the golf rounds. I know we got our winner, so much appreciated. You got uh, it. We love the partnership with you guys. Uh that's going to do it for this segment. We'll be right back to wrap things up right here on the Beer Show on 1500 ESPN. This is the Beer Show. Let's go drink some beer on 1500 ESPN. Final segment of the beer show right here on 1500 ESPN. Reavers, Fratelloni, and look at this. It's a buddy of ours from long ago, but still one we love very much. Bartley Bloom from <laughs> Bench Brew Stillery in Roseville. BenchBrewStillery.com is the website. Is back in studio. Yeah. It's been too long, man. How are it you? It has, man. It's been great, man. It's, it's been uh, a very hectic hiatus from the, the show. I but, bet. I uh, bet. We're always keeping busy, and we're always doing something fun. And that's why we're here again, too, to announce another thing that's very fun. Talk to me. What do you got? we got a brand new beer coming out called American Guardian. It is an American premium lager, and it is very light, very crisp. It is a lawnmower beer. It is a golf course beer. It's a bowling alley beer. It's a quaffable, tuggable beer nice. where you can have several and not fall off your chair. And is this going to be a year round one? It is. Okay. Absolutely. It's going to be a year round. What's it called again, Barley? I'm sorry. American Guardian. American Guardian. I'm going to make a prediction right now. Okay. It's going to be his most popular beer in half a year. Yeah. I I had it in the green room. Okay. It's like a light beer with no harsh aftertaste where you're like, ugh. It's super soft the entire way through. 
It's a very, very, very drinkable. It vinegar. is. It just massages your tongue. Yeah. Yeah, I don't get cute with that. Bartley, I'm telling you, this is not an easy beer to make either, right? No, it is not. It, it, people have, you have to have real brewing skill to be able to make a Absolutely. beer. Absolutely. There's nothing for off flavors to hide behind mm-hmm. in a beer like this. American Guardian. Yep. Okay. So and that's the hard thing about it. Is this a beer, too, where I'm going to be able to get it in your tap room? And in, is it, am I going to get it six-pack or 12-pack, or how am I going to get this? It will be in four-pack pounders in the liquor stores. Okay. It'll be on draft. Everywhere we can get it on draft, and yeah, be quick and easy. Hopefully, it'll be selling for a nice price point of seven ninety nine. Let me ask you because w- one of the beers that I fell in love with right away was uh, Nordic Blonde. Yeah. Is this is this a, a lighter take on Nordic Blonde, or it what's is. the difference between the two? Yep, it is. It's a lighter take on Nordic Blonde. I mean, it is a completely different beer in and of itself. But going by what you know of Nordic Blonde, this is even lighter bodied and even um, even more smooth throughout the whole. The whole uh, drinking process. Gotcha. And a little bit lower in ABV as well. Okay. Nordic Blonde is 5.7. It's exactly so, what I've been asking brewers to do, right? Make a beer. Yeah, you have. You're instead right. of yeah. trying instead to... Instead of kicking you in the teeth with a, a double IP or a, a quadruple IPA... Th- that's necessary. That, that puts socks on your tongue. Which, but those are necessary. Yeah, they but are. that's a some percentage of the market. Let's steal their macro brews yeah. in a micro way with a outstanding beer yeah. right if they have 75 percent of the market in the macro beer let's go take that 75 percent yeah let's Be- make a macro beer that tastes good absolutely oh, oh. It, he, he did it Barbara, you knocked a, it out of the park like this. a marketing all right not not, not to thing. not to be that guy but then i'm going to come back at you with well so if it is that easy or if it is that simplistic then why hasn't everyone else done it is it because from a price standpoint, for you to make a beer like that, it's just as expensive for you to make that as it is to make uh, a Maroon and Bold or something else like uh, of that nature? Yes, not as Maroon and Bold. Maroon and Bold is a much, much bigger beer. But this one is a, a, a smaller beer and close to Nordic Blonde mm-hmm. as far as, as price point and gotcha. how much it costs to make. Okay, And, you know, it's one of those things where we are doing this for a reason. It's not just to make a great beer. We are doing this to... To give back to the community. A portion of all sales of these beers, whether it's in draft form or in can form, goes to Invisible Wounds Project. Oh, awesome. Invisible Wounds Project is a, a not-for-profit, and Russ is here to talk about that. What's up, Russ? How you doing? All right, so talk to us about Invisible Wounds and that project. Yeah, so Invisible Wounds Project, it's... Uh, Veterans, first responders, and our first responders, we classify those as police officers or police service, fire service, EMS, so that's your nurses, that's your ER doctors, all the people who are doing stuff that a lot of people don't want to do, mm-hmm. right? So corrections, you know, we just had a corrections officer that was murdered, yep. uh, dispatchers, 911 dispatchers, people that deal with the crap that everybody else doesn't want to deal with. And they end the up people with, that run towards what other people run away. What from. everyone's running away from, those guys are running. Those guys and gals are running towards it, and they're there to answer the call. And what happens is there's there's a lot of mental issues that come with that service, whether it's the veterans or the first responders. And so, uh, American Guardian Logger, that's going to be um, a way for us to help raise money. What we do with Invisible Wounds Project is we we provide services, mental health services. Uh, we um, there's there's a stigma with mental health that people, you know, they don't want to come forward if they're current active military. They don't want to go to the VA and let them know, hey, I got a problem because, one, they might not get the service that they want. 
Two, they're going to maybe be flagged and not be able to serve anymore. Mm -hmm. And same thing goes in the law enforcement and the fire service and all those things. They can get service, but they may or may not, depending on the department, they might not have the, um, you know, anonymity, whatever. Anonymity. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, There you go. That factor. And they're going to be maybe flagged. So let's say they're working for a small department. They want to go to a bigger department. Now that's suddenly a a hinder. So they don't Mm -hmm. want to come forward. What we're doing is we're providing funds for any first responders, any veterans to get service. We pay for that. We don't want them to have to go through insurance. We don't want them to have to worry about that. It also goes down to their families too. So if you're a, you know, son of a police officer, you're a son of a firefighter and you've, you've seen the issues and, and maybe it starts coming down to you or you're, you're the wife, you know, or the husband, whatever it might be, those things hit home and, and suddenly there's issues. We want to help get rid of that, and we want to help solve that problem. That That's what Invisible Wounds Project's about. So You know, that's it's a great name for it, because when I hear people talk about uh, warriors coming back, and if you're missing a leg, somebody sees and says, oh, man, I'm sorry, did you serve? Well, thank you for doing that. I see you lost your leg. But if you're having terribly difficult PTSD, no one can see that. You look yeah. normal, yeah. Um, but inside you're you're really having a rough time. And it's nice that people are out there that acknowledge this and and can do something about it. Because I, you know, I'd go and give a guy a little handshake and say, "Hey, I hope you're doing okay." That doesn't work, right? Yeah. You need to get help because the the amount of people that are sadly ending their lives is just outrageous. Well, it's twenty two it veterans yeah. a day. Yeah, almost and, one every hour, right? And the number of you know first responders, it it really hasn't been um, studied a lot, mm-hmm. but. Right. It's it's probably very close to the same amount per yeah. day when you look at all the different services that we're we're serving. Uh, Russ from Invisible Wounds is here along with Bartley from Bent Brustillery here on the Beer Show on fifteen hundred ESPN. I want to circle back to you, Russ. Uh, is this this is a nationwide effort, correct? It's actually it's it's local. It is. Right I'm now. sorry. Yeah. Okay. So it started out of uh, I mean. I worked in law enforcement for 17 years and and got out about three years ago. And um, for the last 10 years, I've run an event called Cruise for Troops, which is always in the fall in September. And it was a car, bike, motorcycle cruise, uh, you know, trucks, whatever, bring whatever you want. And, and we would do this cruise. And Invisible Wounds Project, I, I started to look at it and say, you know what? It's there's more here than just a one day event. We need to do more, and and that's where Invisible Wounds Project was born. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now we're looking, we're doing events, you know, year round. We're we're doing more partnerships. We're we're working hard to really provide services. And what what spawned this was, I had a uh, I had a uh, veteran that was at the VA and needed help. He was leaving, and I contacted another um, you know place another charity and said hey you know can you can you do anything and no we don't have anything we're mm-hmm. just we're about awareness so it's about more than awareness you need to be able to also help people so so russ i want to ask you a personal question and feel free to tell me i'm i don't want to answer that by all means i'm, and I'm dead serious I'm an when open i say book. that don't worry about um it. but i'm the son of a, of a deputy sheriff that served for 35 years um i'm curious why you decided to exit because I think I have, a, I, I have a feeling I know the answer to this I, question. I looked around and I, you know, I was 34 when I decided to leave. And I, I looked around and I said, you know what, everyone around me who's who's been a lifer here, mm-hmm. I, I don't want to be them. Mm-hmm. I, and I don't think there's any way that I'm going to suddenly break that. 
Um, so what I wanted to do was go do something that I was really passionate about. And I mean, I volunteer a thousand plus hours a year for this thing. So I said, why don't I turn that into a career? So I started a company. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually, I got into radio working with a local radio station. I, I won't name them right now, but <laughs> I, I started doing some local radio. Oh, that's and, not a dead end job. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, I know. <laughs> <laughs> My wife thought I was mildly crazy. Sure. <laughs> and uh, so I, I, I started doing some radio and doing sales and doing that. And I just, I love connecting people. And that, that's what I'm passionate about. So now I've, I've got my own marketing company and um, with a partner who's actually on the board with Invisible Wounds Project. And um, I just said, I, I didn't want to let it die. I wanted to make a difference somehow. And so this is what it is. That's very cool. Well, that, that's awesome work. And it's, it's, it's God's work is really what it is. So thank you for doing that. And thank you for believing in that passion. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, I feel like it's a calling. So. Um, to transfer into the we're making God's beer. Yes. yes. Hey, hey, that's your yeah. tagline. Cool. Yeah, that's, we're making God's beer. Yeah. That's your Absolutely. new line. <laughs> One draft at a time. So cool. I love um, that. I love that. All right. Line. So we only have a couple of minutes left here, Bartley. I do because for some of the people that are listening right now that might not be familiar with you yeah. and, and your company, but not only do you guys do craft beer and tap yep. beer at your facility, but yeah. you also make spirits at Ben Bruce Stillery. We do. As the Bruce Stillery, that's the stillery half of the of the name. We make uh, a lot of spirits, and our rye whiskey is out on the market right now. If you can't find it, ask someone for it. We can get it there. That's not a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, and definitely come by the tap room, 1744 Terrace Drive uh, in Roseville, Minnesota. And if you put, plug it into your Google machine, put in the, the zip code of 55113, or else you'll end up in a lake somewhere. It we don't true. want that to happen. No, we don't. We want people to come by and come by this Saturday because this Saturday is when we were releasing this beer. And again, proceeds go to Invisible Wounds Project. And part of the release party is probably at least 100 classic and custom cars. Cool. We're going to fill our parking lot with all these cool rods, Franken trucks. And, oh, I love that. We got some know, cool stuff. All this coming. stuff. We're going to have just a huge When they look like matchbox cars. cars, but they're full size. But we're like, oh my yes, goodness. Exactly. Yeah. You know, so it's going to be a great party out there at our place. We're going to have a uh, huge parking actually, lot, by the way. Huge, huge parking, parking lot. lot. Vikings cheerleaders are going to be there from one to three. We're going to have a, a pinup contest. Pinup contest at two. So any ladies out there listening, come Anyone on out. Come out dressed pin, in your wait, 50s gear. Con- oh. I was like, wait, wait, wait. Why, why are you starting with all this other crap when you had a, a pinup contest <laughs> and Vikings cheerleaders? Why don't you start with what sells? Hey, man, you know, it's clothes. Uh, it's clothes with a bang. There's going yeah, to la- be Lamborghini there, I think. There, nice. I mean, so it's it's a yeah. there's going to be a variety. I've heard of there's cool going to be a 69 Camaro there, too. Yes, I bet you it is. Is blue? I, I know a guy that wants to buy that. <laughs> oh, yeah? How much? I don't know. Let's talk off the air. All right, Maybe, so I'll, I'll connect you to later. I'll, I won't be able to forgive myself unless I for, uh, unless I ask you this. So when can I expect Maroon and Bold to hit the shelves here, sir? Because I'm Jonesing. Maroon and Bold will be coming out around uh, somewhere between the middle and the end of September. Did we uh, increase production by about five hundred thousand? We did increase production, not quite by five hundred thousand, but okay. yes, I appreciate your exuberance. Well, because <laughs> damn it, I all of a sudden looked for it and I'm like, why can't I get it anymore? More. Well, what right now on the shelves is the Great Sweat. The Great Sweat is a great West Coast IPA. Oh, it tell is, me more about it. It is, it is almost like Maroon and Bold, except it's not a double IPA. Okay. Which means you can drink two instead of one. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, not as dark, not as heavy. So you can drink three instead of one. So the Great the, Sweat is a is a phenomenal IPA. Is this the first time you've done a West now. Coast IPA? No, this is actually oh. the third year. 
in a row okay. that we've done this one. It started out as a state fair beer. Nice. And now we've just been producing it every year. I can't think of what the can looks like on that. It's got a kind of a state fair motif it with does? a dude holding a corn dog and a and a All and I a can picture is Uber Lupin and Gigalupin, Nordic, Nordic Blonde. I can't picture the Great Sweat. Wow, well, maybe you guys uh, haven't seen that one. Yeah, yet. maybe we haven't. I don't think wow. I have. All right. So I forgive I forgive me. I just I guess I haven't. And done. I know we're we're way out of the way for you to come up and stop, but I'm right his there. way home is yeah, like right, right, right past our place. Yeah. He has no excuse. I'll be you there. have no excuse. I'll be there. Come by. We'll get some of that hot sauce you make too. Oh yeah, the oh. Dark Father Sriracha. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. That is good stuff. All right. So you mentioned how does and now I'm curious because I love the West Coast style IPA. Does it yep. does it do well in this market oh, yeah. as a whole, but especially oh, the big sweat? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, the great sweat does. Or the great sweat, I'm sorry. We just call it sweat together. I'm called the big sweat. That's yeah. <laughs> especially at baseball games in the middle of August. Yeah. No, it does extremely well because it is that kind of beer that is it's really hoppy mm-hmm. without being overly bitter, but huge flavor. It's 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 kind of like have you had Gigalupin? Sure. It's like Gigalupin's little brother. Got it. Gigalupin being a triple IPA, very citrusy, very hop forward. This one's just like that except for just a, a notch or two down. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, very Interesting. nice. All right, uh, you got about 45 seconds. Anything else that I need to know about Bent Brewstillery and Roseville, bentbrewstillery.com. Bentbrewstillery.com and all the Twitters and the social media feeds. We're on there. Just hit the search button if you can't find us. And you are there to give personally guided tours 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Eight days a week. <laughs> Sorry to correct you, but eight days a week. He yes, basically sleeps there, there ladies the and gentlemen. Yes. And uh, let's talk briefly one more time about uh, American Guardian and uh, the American Guardian Lager. Yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, again, lower percentage ABV, and it is just a, a nice, clean, crisp beer that is going to be chuggable and quaffable. And we're so proud to be teaming up with Invisible Wounds Project and putting so much money towards them and helping other people. This awesome. is what we're here for. Not about making money. We want to make people happy. And for us, if people want to f- uh, help out in another way, how can they do that? Find us, Invisible Wounds Project, on Facebook, iwproject.org is our website. Awesome. Thank you guys for coming in. Appreciate yeah. it. Thanks, brother. Thank you, you got it. You got it. And Michael, thank you. Thank you, Reavers. You're the best. That's going to do it for this week's edition of The Beer Show. If you missed any portion of this wonderful program, this action-packed edition of The Beer Show, check out the podcast that you can find online at 1500ESPN.com. For Manny Hill, for Mike Fredoloni, and for our friends at Elevated to Beer, Wine, and Spirits, my name is Chris Reavers. We will talk to you again next Thursday night. Until then, cheers. <laughs>